Hello, hello. I am so excited to be back doing Rebel Soul Radio. And this episode is the first episode of January. This is uh, of 2023. This is dropping January 2nd. So if you are listening to this, um, please rest assured and know that I'm fucking back. (laughs) My intention for 2023 is 52 episodes at the least. And that means once a week. I have a big vision for this podcast. I have a big intention for this podcast. I want to build a community and serve and share and use my voice in a different way. And I couldn't be more excited. So I know I can do this. And I'm really, really, really just so happy to create in this way. I wanted to share my very first podcast of 2023. And of course, I want it to be like a little bit of a recap of 2022. And I'm going to be sharing my five biggest lessons that I learned in 2022. So let's dive in and let's just get started. Let's get right to it. Let's spill the tea. Let's do the thing. So let's fucking go. All right. All right. My very first lesson, of course, I said this in an Instagram post recently, and it's my tried and true first lesson every single year is always around boundaries, (laughs) boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. It's my tried and true every single year. I learn some new layer of boundaries. It's not always easy. Oftentimes it's extremely painful Um, but here we are. Um, you know, I said recently, I think it was, uh, like last week I made a post on Instagram and it was like every single year of business, every single expansion, every single income leap, every single time I outgrow clients, every ounce of growth for me has always been about boundaries It's always been around the inner work with boundaries, the embodiment of them, the embodiment of my next level. And, you know, in 2017, it looked like learning how to be efficient with my time. In 2018, it was showing myself what I was capable of, following through on what I said I was going to do. On 2019, it it was about like learning balance as a mom of a newborn and a seven-year-old in my first full-time of business. Um, In 2020, it was boundaries that not everybody gets to come with me and I'm going to lose people and relationships and that's okay. And then in 2021, it was boundaries with clients, lots of hurt, lots of pain, releasing people, letting people go, not tolerating disrespect. And in 2022, it was choosing me giving myself permission to go big. So this is actually something I'm going to talk about as another lesson, but this was, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And I'm okay with that, but I'm not willing to like sacrifice who I am and what I love and, and what I'm really good at and things that I'm worthy of celebrating to make other people comfortable. So boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I've had to have so many hard conversations in 2022 And I've learned how to hold myself through them. I've learned how to enforce boundaries. I've learned how to have these boundaried conversations, like set boundaries 
in email, <laughs> in text, verbally. I've, I've had to say things to clients that were just like, yeah, no, that's not okay. Or, you know, this is no longer acceptable. This is what is going forward. Um, I also had to, you know, embody boundaries in a very sensitive way supporting a spouse with depression while still having to show up with, for my business, um, really put me in a situation where I had to kind of go, okay, well, like I still need to take care of myself and our son. And I have to just trust that this is your experience and you have to go through this right now. And I love you and I'm here for you and I'm holding space for you, but I still have things that I'm responsible for and I have to show up for. So I can't, do that all day, but I can do that right now. And I would have like boundaries around that and boundaries around how much time I would participate or if I would participate and what I would participate in. So lots of boundaries there. And I also learned and watched, you know, through my mentors, like when I bend my own boundaries that I teach my clients I teach others, like my, my clients, my husband, my children, my family, that it's okay to bend your boundaries. It's, it's okay for other people to walk all over them and that it's acceptable and it's actually not. So when I bend my own boundaries, I model that to other people. And that's a problem that I've had to learn how to correct. And I spent a lot of time in 2022 correcting that behavior and being okay with the outcome, (laughs) no matter what it is. Okay. The second lesson of 2022 is that my client's results have nothing to do with me. They have nothing to do with me. This was hard for me because in the past, I had the belief in the pattern that Um, I was responsible for getting my clients results. I needed to teach them how to create results. I needed to show them what to do and walk, hold their hand and walk them through every step of the way. And while I love like walking with my clients every step of the way, I'm no longer handholding and I'm no longer taking responsibility for their results. So when I would do that in the past, it would only create codependency and clients who don't trust themselves. And so what I've had to do is really sit back and give my clients the tools and the resources and the knowledge and the feedback and the, um, the call outs and the coaching, but let them struggle and let them go through what they need to go through and let them know that I'm there and I'm holding space and I'm cheering them on and I'm here to reflect back. But I had to keep reminding myself over and over my, my, it's not my responsibility to get them results. My job as a coach is to show up, hold space, ask hard questions, call out blind spots, call out patterns, provide resources, again, ask hard questions, love my clients through their shit, through their big moves, through their hard times and celebrate the fuck out of them. I can't be responsible for their results. I am one person. I'm responsible for my behavior, my beliefs, my choices, my thoughts, my actions, 
just like they are. And every single thing that I've experienced is a result of my beliefs and my behaviors. Just like everything that they're experiencing is a result of their beliefs and their behaviors, not my beliefs and my behaviors. Now, do they benefit by being in my proximity? Absolutely. Do they benefit by being connected to my energy? Totally. Do they benefit by watching me behind the scenes? Yes. But there's no part of that that equates to, Ruthie, you're responsible for your client's results. And if they are lacking results or if they're struggling in their business, that has nothing to do with me. It's not a reflection of my coaching because my coaching and my style is always, well, what do you think? Well, what would you do? What, what does your gut say? What's your intuition say? How would that feel in your body? What would that feel like for you? I'm always asking the client that I'm always putting the, the ball back in their court because I take an empowered approach I don't in a collaborative approach and a co-creative approach, but I don't take credit for everything. Like in a way of, I don't, I don't tell them what to do. We co-create, we collaborate. That's what I mean by that. Okay. I think you get the point. All right. The third thing, (laughs) celebrate yourself no matter what. So something that came up um, in the boundaries conversation and something that I started to recognize around the like July timeframe is I started to recognize this in November at the end of October, the beginning of November, that around the July timeframe, I really started and it was around my birthday. I really started to kind of shrink myself and downplay my excitement, my celebrations, my wins. In June, I had a 69K cash month. And I think July was like, um, July was something like 42 or something like that. I, I mean, it doesn't really even matter, but it was like, it was, yeah, July was 42, then August 46, September 42. You know, it doesn't even really matter. It's just like, The fact of the matter is, is that um, I started to celebrate or I started to shrink and I lacked the excitement because I started to feel and experience the frequency of people getting jealous and resentful. And then over time, over the next couple months, my success started making people, other people feel like shit. And then they were voicing it to me like, oh, you're having a low month. Like, oh, you're having a 37 K month. You're having such a low month. Like, woe is you, your, your low months are like my, like what I make all have made all year. And like, you make me feel sick. Like you're so like so much shit talking or, really this feeling of resentment towards me because I was feeling, I was experiencing success. And I've had this happen to me in the past, you know, where people would say to me like that my success made them feel crappy about themselves or that, 
they didn't want, they didn't feel good celebrating with me anymore because they, it immediately put them into a place of comparison. And I'm just like, ah, that's not like what this is about. This is about just being in the energy of joy and celebration and gratitude before appreciating what we have and like being blown away by what we've created and wow, holy fucking shit. And I think a lot of it also came with like recognizing, oh my God, I'm the breadwinner in my family. And that brought up a lot of this and I needed some time to like really, um, recognize that like, that's not about me. (laughs) And if, if people are saying those things that it's actually just a projection and it has nothing to do with me. And so what I decided to do was just fucking celebrate anyway and surround myself and find people to celebrate with who were going to be happy for me and celebrate me with me. And also what, what, what that ended up making me feel like was coming back to like this smaller version of me that was people pleasing. And I've done so much work to integrate my shadow, to be in the embodiment of this next level, to be the embodiment of my brand, to be the embodiment of rebel soul that, and it's not from this, like, fuck you. I'm a rebel kind of energy. It's from a like rebel against the the status quo be your most authentic self, embody what you stand for, rebel, go for it. Fuck yeah, celebrate that. And that's what I wanted to stand for. And um, so with that being said, it was like, I really needed to get into the vibe of like celebrating myself no matter what. And so that's when I like went to Gucci and (laughs) did my thing and, um, allowed myself to be in the celebration of what I had created. And it was amazing. And I'm so fucking happy that I did that. Um, and then I also had to like verbally set the boundary with some of those people of like, look, when you say these things, it makes me feel this way. Like I can't be happy for myself. Like I can't be proud of my actions. I can't be proud of the work that I've put in because it makes you feel a specific way and reflects back your low self-worth. That's not my problem. That's yours. And I love you and I care about you, but I no, thank you. No. So that was a huge part of this year. (laughs) And, um, so that was a hard one, but I feel really glad that I finally fucking did that. Um, and that leads me to my next one, which was the lesson number four, which is updating pricing structures and how that's absolutely necessary. So, um, one thing that I absolutely upgraded was letting go of like massively extended payment plans. I realized a couple of things about this was like that the longer that I, um, like the longer the payment plan, the longer I was tied to the client. And if it was a misaligned client, I was stuck with them forever. Essentially, that's what it would feel like. And I was tired of that. 
I was tired of feeling like, oh my gosh, I just don't know if I can keep like, especially if it wasn't an ideal client, I would just kind of feel like, fuck man, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't know if I want to, um, like it sucks because if it wasn't an ideal client, then I would have to stay in connection with them, um, and connected to them energetically. And I just, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And it it sucked. So, um, and it was just kind of like, Jesus, like, you know, you're, you're taking 5 million years to pay off a, um, mastermind that ended five months ago. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It just, and then it was out of integrity and it wasn't fair to the people who didn't have an extended payment plan and made the payments on time, you know? So I, I had to really look at myself and go like, what am I doing here? This is so wishy-washy and out of integrity. And it's not fair to the people who respect me, do pay on time and pay the full amount and um, don't ask for, you know, extended payment plans that are beyond the the length of the container. And, um, And it's not fair to me to have to wait so long to be compensated for services that have been rendered, especially a retreat. So that was something that I needed to really allow myself to um, step back with. The other piece is like raising my prices. This one's still very scary, but it's also one of the first steps to not feeling resentful towards your work. Like creating these boundaries and pricing your work at rates that feel aligned for you feels scary, but it's also so healthy if you're someone who kind of like coins herself as someone who over delivers. So, and I do, I know I feel like I give a lot, I go above and beyond, and I feel like I am someone who loves to serve and help people. And if I am someone who does that, then I want to make sure that I'm getting paid um, something that is reasonable and not going to make me feel like, oh my God, this is such fucking bullshit. I overgave and now I'm angry. I don't ever really want to feel that way. (laughs) And so um, I had to learn that the hard way. Another piece about pricing structures is I had to learn as well that I needed to take a break from retreats. Now I'm going to be doing a whole entire podcast on this, but what I recognized is that the, the retreat aspect was not a healthy financial decision for me based off of where I want to go for my family. So if I know I have specific financial goals for my family in 2023 and 2024, then I really, I have to assess like, okay, what are the business choices that I'm making that are in alignment and are they in alignment with where I want to go from it with my family and the kinds of things that I want to create for them. And offering retreats was just not the financial decision that I, and there's other things that go into that as well, but it wasn't the financial, the financially right choice in 2023 for what I want to be doing. The overhead is just simply so insanely, it's so insane for, um, that I could take the money that I'm spending on retreats and put it towards like, if I'm doing, 
if I'm doing four to five retreats a year at $20,000 extra dollars overhead, that's $100,000 overhead that I don't have to spend that I could put towards a house and that, or I could put towards uh, generating like, you know, a Roth IRA or something for my family or even 50, 50, 50 in a Roth, 50 in to a house down payment, you know, like, so I'm trying to make decisions for my business that reflect where I want to go financially. And that also includes like, okay, so in my mastermind, if I'm not going to be offering retreats, then what is the pricing structure need to look like in order for me to feel really good? And what is the the, you know, coaching of the, the actual structure of the mastermind need to look like, and, and the pricing of it need to look like in order for me to not feel undervalued, like I'm getting underpaid. And I don't think I would have been able to do that a year ago. Like a year ago, I think I was kind of in this place of like, well, this is what I'm here to do. And this is a part of my work. So I'm not going to give up retreats. We'll just figure it out. But now I'm kind of like, no, man, like I, I, I think, um, I think a break would be healthy. I think, you know, I want to change things up financially. I think this is smart. It does not forever. It's just right now. Like, you know, and I think that this is just so fucking amazing. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay. And the last lesson is allowing myself to be supported. You guys, I just, I calculated up this shit in a couple hours ago. And it was like in 2022, my team and I put out 11 new masterclasses and 13 programs. Only three of those 13 programs were revamped signature programs. So that means we created 11 masterclasses and 10 new programs. And I could not have done that without streamlining our back end and delegating to a team and allowing myself to be supported. So just from a team perspective, holy balls. <laughs> I can't even, I'm so excited to just celebrate the shit out of how far we've come. Like our backend streamlined systems are top notch. I've never seen anything like it in Asana. We have everything laid out. So epically we have a, a system for every launch, whether it's a program or a masterclass, a podcast, um, everything. And our communication just gets better and better and better. They celebrate one another where it's just so cool. I'm so grateful to be supported by the most amazing team. And I, just for the record, I have a virtual assistant who's also kind of like my community manager. I have a um, chief operations officer, Megan Taylor, and my VA is Jen Moss. And then I've got Courtney Bordeaux, who is a graphic designer. And then I have Kelly Lamb, who is, um, we're kind of stepping into this role of creative director. We'll see what's, what unfolds. I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah, just have a lot of really cool things coming and to be supported by them has been everything because this year behind the scenes has been nothing short of amazing, but fucking hard but we have all walked our walk and talked our talk more than most people could say more than most of the people in the industry could say. So I'm very proud of that. But then also mentorship is everything. I 
have been, had been working with Rachel Wolf all year or Rachel Spencer all year long. And this woman is absolutely amazing, has held me through so much, not just in business, but in life. And I have leaned onto her. I've shared things that I don't share with very many people with her. Um, I just have been celebrated, reminded of who I am, seen, validated, loved. And there's just something really special about that. And I'm so grateful for that. I came back into mentorship with my embodiment coach, Andy Love. Um, I had to take a little bit of some space to come back into myself because it's really easy when you've, I was with Andy for two plus years and then it's really easy to just kind of get caught up in doing things just like your coach, doing things just like your mentor. And I really didn't want to do that. I didn't want to just be another Andy. I wanted to be me. And so I took some space to come back into myself and she welcomed me back. We picked up where we left off. There's so much that I could like, I'm just, I can't even words aren't hard. (laughs) She's just a dream. And we had an in-person VIP. We started, um, I started a mastermind with her. There's so much embodiment that she's walked me through and helped me with. And, um, I just am so fucking grateful. And, you know, it's really a vulnerable thing to share with someone, you know, why you take space from them and for her to not make it about her and to just go, I totally get it. I'm so glad you're back. Like that was everything like that shows maturity and love and self-leadership, like nobody's business. And I just really like the people that I've chosen to be in my corner are, I'm very particular with, and they get it. They get me, they see me, they understand me. They see my vision. They feel my heart, my passion. And this year was so fucking hard. I got to admit that like supporting a spouse with depression while still having to show up in your business is fucking exhausting. And I couldn't have made it through and built a 500 K year without my team and without my mentors. I just couldn't have Rachel showing up to remind me that even just the bare minimum in my business is enough. And Andy showing up to remind me, get into my body, Megan Taylor showing up to remind me of my power and my boundaries and where some of my codependent patterns lie my team showing up to remind me that they got my back, like allowing myself to melt and like, imagine, you know, that scene in mean girls where like, it's like the, they're doing like the free fall thing. Like the, the, then you like lean back and fall into the crowd of people. I think that's mean girls, but I imagine I did that like every single fucking day all year long, just like free falling and letting people hold me and support me. And it's so intense, but so fucking rewarding. And my intention for this podcast is really to just be vulnerable and share, but also remind you that like your business is not your baby. Your business is, is about, it's an extension of your soul. And we still have to have these boundaries. We have to have personal responsibility. We have to celebrate ourselves 
we have to assess and be in integrity with what we say we want and what we say is right for us. And we have to allow ourselves to be supported. We have to like, you could walk through this whole journey alone, but why would you want to, why would you want to do that? So I hope this podcast was amazing and super helpful. And I have some awesome things coming up that I want to share with you. Okay. So some things coming up, we have the client up level program starting January 24th. And this program is for the woman who desires to work with clients that make her feel absolutely in love with her work. (laughs) Okay. I created this program because I was hearing over and over and over again that people felt like I need to upgrade my audience. I need a better audience. I want better clients. I, I want a higher caliber client. I want someone who's like me. And I kept hearing that people were struggling with the kind of clients they were working with. They were feeling frustrated, annoyed, resentful. And so I feel like, all right, it's time for me to create a program where I'm teaching people the ins and outs of attracting clients they love working with. So that's the client up level. It starts January 24th and the pre-sale for that is going to be 777. So you can um, click the link below or there's also a payment plan of, um, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but we'll put it in the show notes. The other thing I really want to talk about is there's two of them. Momentum, the mini mind. That is an eight week mini mind. We'll be starting in February and there's only six spots open. And essentially this is the business strategies and the energetic strategies to really like nail down 8K months. And this includes a portal of trainings for the business strategies and the energetic strategies. (coughs) Excuse me. And then we'll, we'll have eight weekly calls. Plus we will do a Voxer chat. That is, um, $4,222 at early bird. The price will go up to 55, 55, um, after like the first week. So if you want information on that, you can click in the show notes. There's a sales page link and then all the information is in there. Then we have Cha-Ching, which is the big kahuna, (laughs) six-month or 12-month mastermind with me. There's only six spots. This is about CEO embodiment and brand embodiment and making sure that the decisions you're making in your business are in alignment with what you stand for, what you're creating, and the energy that you want to give off. So this is all about the vibes, the, the values, the vision and the vibes and how is your business and the business, the decisions that you're making in your business congruent with that. This is powerful through this process. You all will create the confidence to embody a multiple six figure brand and create that you will see the results that will create that. That's what Cha-Ching the Mastermind is all about. We will have the sales page in the show notes as well. 
And that starts in January as well. There's only six spots open. So if you have any questions about that, you can click on the show notes for the information. And then we, if you have questions, you can reach out to me on social. But anyways, thanks so much for showing up. I will see you on January 9th for our next episode. And I can't wait. Um, Also, another thing is if you felt like this podcast episode resonated, if there was something that really stood out for you, please share on social media and tag XO the rebel soul. Um, I'm really, I want to spread the word and get a ton of downloads, get this, this, this content into the hands of the people that need it. So let's, if it resonates with you, don't be afraid to share on social media. Okay. I hope you guys have an awesome time. Logan's with me now. We're going to head out. You say goodbye. (laughs) Bye. I'll see you on the next episode.